Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good middle of the night if you are listening as part of the Wide Awake Club. This is the Totally Truthfully Passionately podcast coming from a wet and windy field in Wales, and I am Sitsara Ross. So, as you might have imagined or heard already on the other podcasts, I'm on a bit of an adventure. I, uh, my story is, I used to live life totally, truthfully, passionately, just because that's the way I was. And uh, such joys, such amazing adventures, such sorrows, such fear, all of it went on. And then a few years back, about a decade now, I started to live life more comfortably. I've got a lovely apartment, I've got a lovely friend who could provide all the comfort that I needed. And whilst that was great for this body that has adventured for 40 odd years, the soul was a little bit, what? Dying, day by day. So a couple of months back really, I decided that life has got to be lived again, not just for the body, but for the soul, especially for the soul. Because that's the eternal aspect of us, isn't it? Imagine dying with a weary soul. What's going to happen in the next life, if there is one? But hey, edging your bets has always been high on my list. So, what's today's session about? I guess it's called the, I'm going to call it the Invisible Woman. And uh, this is part of the truthfully, part of the totally truthfully, passionately. And uh, some of these truthfully ones aren't always nice, you don't want to hear them. They might not agree with them, they might wind you up. They might actually make you realise, shit, yeah, me too, I know that. But either way, it's just part of the lived experience and uh, I'm not one for sugarcoating things. So, yeah, I'm here with a group of four guys and a gorgeous 20-year-old girl who really reminds me of myself, you know, 40 years ago. She's quite amazing. She's really... She's into the outdoors so much, she's so qualified, so skilled, she's amazing and she's absolutely drop dead gorgeous and a lovely personality. So without being conceited, I'm going to say I look back and see me like that a long time ago. And as part of me wants to warn her, you know, don't end up like me, you know, but I don't know what to say to her or at which stage I would miss out really so that she doesn't end up depressed or having a stroke or feeling sad, lonely, any of those things that is part of my lived experience. But we turned up last night after me driving about five hours in torrential rain at this campsite in Wales, just a field really, absolutely torrential rain. Now I'd already said I've got night blindness and the guys, three of the guys who come in the van, camper van, arrived 10 minutes, 15 minutes before us and we sat there watching telly. Um, nice. So I started to put this tent up, which I've never put up before. So it's one that they lent me. Beautiful little tent. Supposed to go up within five minutes. And I bet it does. Well, it does, because the other guy, the leader's got one. And, uh, he knows how to put it up, so we put his up within two minutes, actually. I've got night blindness. I can't see. It's chucking it down with rain. I've just driven about five hours. It was actually past my bedtime. But I thought, no, come on, you can do this. So I started to try and do it, but I couldn't. I couldn't see. I had to feel my way, feel the tent. I didn't know what went where. 
it was really tricky. And the lads stayed in. I say lads, the men in the 40s. Well, yeah, they are in the 40s. Stayed in the van watching telly. Now, for me, this isn't a gender thing. It's not a case of, oh, should we help the little lady? It's not that at all. Part of my world is, if you've done something yourself, if you're ready, if you're, you know, able, you say to somebody, anybody, it doesn't even matter if they're not in your group, do you want a hand there? Can I give you a hand? I want some help? It's just natural, isn't it? But nobody did, so I started to get myself in a tizzle. Then the leader came, oh no, then a stranger actually, somebody who lives on the site, came over and lent me a torch, which unfortunately didn't really help because I still can't see, even with that. So I was getting myself in a tizzy. And then I sort of, the leader came to help me, which I was grateful for. But then I noticed all three of the guys are helping the, the young girl, who, like I say, is an absolutely competent um, adventurer. She's been adventuring since she was like six weeks old, she tells me. She does a lot of stuff on her own. And I just thought, I'm invisible here, aren't I? I'm invisible. So, me being me... I do try not, I recognise that I can either go and say something or I can just let it go, but things get to me. And then I eventually got my tent up and the leader said, how are you doing? I don't lie. I don't, oh yeah, fine, thanks, no, good, yeah, it's all right. I hesitated and I went, well, a bit disappointed really. And I just basically said the, you know, the story. A bit disappointed, da 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 and he was trying to defend them a bit, but bless him, he's, he's a good fella. And uh, went to bed, had a great night's sleep, got up this morning, and a similar thing is happening. Now it's an interesting one because, um, yes, I feel invisible, but in that also, they don't ask me to do big things like lifting the paddleboard or pumping it up. And it's like, so there must be advantages, there are advantages to being invisible. But you're excluded, you're not part of the team. So it's like, what am I doing here? Yes, I know I'm the driver. See, they're all lifting the paddleboard up now, you can't see this onto the van. Okay, so I'm not quite tall enough, but some of the men are shorter than me, but I've not been included. So that's about me this morning. And I will bring it to them again. In fact, I did, I said it earlier. Am I invisible around here? You know? I don't know. So now they are all there. And I could just take advantage of it and play the little lady, the older lady, sit back and let them get on with the work. But maybe that's something I need to learn. I don't need to be doing it all. Let somebody else look after me, if and when they do. Well, not look after me, but exclude me from exerting myself. So that's my moan this morning. But do you remember that television programme, I think it was in the 70s, called The Invisible Man? It terrified me. I remember, um, well, something to do with bandages. And when he took the bandages off, there was nothing there. Well, I think that's exactly what's going on here. When you lose your looks, your youth, your vibrancy, that energy of whatever it is, you're not there. Where are you? And I guess this is one of the reasons I want this soul of mine to reawaken and come back. Because that in itself is the thing that shines. It's not the body, it's not the figure, it's not the hair, it's not the smile. It's not even the, the kindnesses that you are in life. It's a soul. And when that's 
alive and active, vibrant, then actually people are attracted to help you. So all that said, I'll take responsibility for being a miserable bugger last night when I got here. Who wants to help a miserable bugger? Alright, I'll take that back. There's not many people, not many of us, who want to help a miserable bugger because we all want to be around people who are joyful, don't we? because we don't want to see the not joyful in ourselves. But there we are. I'll leave you with that. I'm about to go off onto Lake Bala in pouring down rain and winds which were forecast at 25 miles an hour. I don't know if that's what it is at the moment. And there's going to be six of us on a huge paddleboard. Oh, that's my Sunday morning sorted. I was about to say it saves going to church, but you know what? I love going to church as well. So, have a great day, evening, sleep, whatever you're up to right now. Sending you love, and may you live totally, truthfully, and passionately.